Hey Wanders, and welcome back to Outlaws Wanted. Last time, the crew of the Honor was separated. The crew had to make a long flight back, missing one crew member. Meanwhile, Vika dealt with the unpleasant business of coming back from the dead, but eventually the crew was reunited and began working on some exciting new modifications to the ship. Alright, so, to start this off, what I would like all of you to decide is, what do you do as a crew together to blow off steam? So, in between missions, you guys have downtime, it's not like you're always going from one mission to another, and particularly after your last mission since you lost a crew member, you were given plenty of time to kind of relax as a crew. So, what do you all think you're doing? I assume that I'm, I assume that I'm hanging out with, uh, Vi somewhere, because we know what Sully and Jyla are doing, they're off making out somewhere. (laughs) I mean, that's fine, but what do you guys do? as a crew together i don't know how much time they spend as a crew together though i so you guys can disagree if you want but i kind of thought that we might go like play some weird hollow sport together you know like hollow racquetball with like the ball goes through various portals and stuff and you have to react that's kind of what i pictured it's gotta be something like cattywampus stupid though it's not like hollow racquetball where it's just going through portals it's got like 500 extra rules it's like that game yes. in war Breaker. It, it's Calvin Ball. You know in Warbreaker where it's like there's just like four different like there's seven different types of balls and they all score <laughs> differently and it's like it looks like a random amount of rules. That's what it is. Ass racquetball. <laughs> yeah. So that that's what I pictured. So so it's so it's Quidditch plus racquetball plus Calvin Ball. <laughs> Got it. Yes. Perfect. So while you are all in the midst of this confusing and befuddling game that is impossible to describe, I'm lazy. <laughs> the door to the what do you want to call it? I need a name for this. Court. It's called court. <laughs> the hollow court. No, the ho- <laughs> no, the hollow court is what we're playing on. Okay, cool. The door to the hollow court opens, and an old lady kind of walks in and stands watching all of you. It's it's Loria. You you know who this is. Wait, I'm sorry. What's her name again? Loria. Loria. Um. All right. So she's standing there watching all of you playing, seemingly waiting for you to be done. Do we finish the game in front of her or do we stop playing? Uh, That's kind of up to you. If we if we see her, I assume we would stop. Ma'am, are, are you lost? Can we help you? You you know who she is. She's the leader of the outlaws. Oh, oh. <laughs> you just said an old lady walks in. Did you identify her? Yeah, Code, he did, but he didn't lead into it very well. He's like, an old lady walks in. Oh, by the way, you know who she is. She's the leader of the outlaws. Like, that's how, that's kind of how he said it. He kind of like... Sorry I buried the lead. Loria walks in, leader of the outlaws. She is an old woman. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Are you lost? Can we help you? <laughs> no, dear. I was just here observing one of our finest crews and contemplating something. You it's nice it. of you to visit after you did that. Wait, what? <laughs> you got a job for us, Loria? Well, yes, but mm, I think I also have a promotion for you. All right, keep talking. <laughs> well, so here's the thing of it. We are kind of in need of leadership within the organization after 
mm, some recent losses. But that being said, your crew has performed excellently in the past two missions. How are their recent losses? Don't we all just come back as slugs? Well, now that leads into both the promotion and your next mission. I'm making your crew wardens of... At this point, dealing with the issue of chaos in the galaxy. Wardens of dealing with the issue of chaos in the galaxy. I just want to make sure I get the full title there correct. That is important to know. So, generally, the wardens are in charge of a border, like, between two places. So, like, your warden was Grizzle. He was in charge of the border between the Imposition and... The Galactic Federation. Nope, the right Galactic name Alliance. Is? Galactic Alliance, sorry. So, here's the thing. We need someone to be in charge of the conflict with chaos. And right now, you're my best option. So, leading us into... Grizzle is missing. Grizzle missing? Uh, yes. Where, where is he? Where, where was he last seen? Well, now that's the odd thing. So... Last thing we knew, he was where he was supposed to be, right? Dealing on the border between the Imposition and the Galactic Alliance. And then all of a sudden, he just dropped what he was doing and took off across the galaxy to the middle of the Interstellar Council. That is not his jurisdiction, and I've never known him to abandon posts before. But since then, he has gone completely silent, and we have not seen him. Is he the only one who's... Abandoned post? Well, him and his crew, one of which it, it might be worth noting, I don't want to say you're responsible for, but at least maybe interested in, uh, Grizzle kind of took Rex Lancer under his wing as well. And Grizzle's whole crew is missing. That's strange. Looking at the good news, it's nice that Captain Rex is finding a place for himself here, if he is. I mean, I don't know if I would call him Captain Rex, I would call him... Sorry. Former friend, <laughs> former captain, now friend, comrade Rex. <laughs> I think he. I think he only ever had the title of commander, right? That's also correct. You know, it's almost like Zach made a character decision a long time ago and doesn't take notes. <laughs> well, it seems pretty distressing, and yeah, we can definitely try to track him down. How do you know uh, that he went to the middle of the Interstellar Council? Oh, we lowjack your ships. Oh. We keep track, you know, okay. but we didn't receive any communications. Now, normally I would would assume this is for good reason, but who knows? What is odd is this issue of chaos cropping up. You're not the only ones that have been reporting it. There have been many, many, many reports from many wardens and many crews all complaining of the same thing. These tainted looking black ships dropping out of space and attacking willy nilly. That's a bad sign. It is. So... Your first mission, figure out what happened to Grizzle. Your second mission, use whatever resources are at your disposal to find and stop chaos. Like, literally anything that you can call upon as outlaws, you are free to call upon. Yes, ma'am. That seems like some, uh, some very big, uh, some very big shoes. Yes, as I said, we are down senior staff at this point. I mean, we'll, we'll do what we can. Have more people other than Grizzle just gone missing? Um, no, but I would not describe us as a populous group of people, and your crew is not the newest. 
Shall I say we are aggressively recruiting <laughs> and you are not the greenest team we have. And you're also the ones that have been the most successful dealing with chaos, all things considered. We're that, experts, you might say. Yeah. To be fair, we mostly just point Jyla at them and she just goes ham. Hey, whatever works, it works. <laughs> you managed to stop kind of two wars from happening that chaos was really trying to encourage. So, you know, pats on the backs all around, but... Happy to oblige. That's what I like to hear. I feel like... You know, honestly, I wouldn't say that I'm, like, full of confidence. Rather, I'm full of desperation, and you guys seem actually pretty good. You know what I mean? You know, I could be offended by that, but I'm going to take it as a compliment. Thank you, Loria. I completely understand. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie and say that any of this situation's ideal. Anyways, the details are Rex was last, or no, not Rex. Well, yeah, Rex and Grizzle, last known location, middle of imposition world. Interstellar. Interstellar Council. Gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All these names sound really similar. I should have named them more distinctly. All right, I guess we'll get going then. Yeah, you know, in your own time, but, you know, if Grizzle's not dead, I assume that means he's being tortured or something horrible, so, you know. Yep, we'll, we'll get we'll get a move on, Rack Crew. <laughs> yeah, this seems like a pretty important thing to stop Racket ball, whatever this is for. <laughs> Spracket ball. Spracket ball. H- Hollow Calvin racket ball, please. You guys, you guys just want to stop because I was winning. <laughs> I think we look at the scoreboard and like, and the scoreboard's nonsensical. We can't. No one can tell who's winning. <laughs> no, it's not sexical, but I feel like Captain Malcolm Llewellyn just has a zero. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but it's it's golf scoring. That doesn't mean you're winning necessarily. <laughs> if everything else is nonsensical, uh, that's true. If everyone else has negative numbers. <laughs> All right, we head back to the honor. All right. Guys, I will say I'm a little dis- disappointed in us naming our ship the Honor, and that was that's on me. It's not nearly as funny as the Night Owl. I mean, you can always rename your ship. It's just no. painted on. It's not like there's registry. No, it's canon. You can't just change canon. No, I mean, you can just paint a new name on the front of the ship, and then it's got a new name. You know what I mean? It's like if anyone was ever to scratch the VIN numbers off these ships, it's it's you guys. <laughs> <laughs> your ship doesn't have a name. It's like a flying enigma. No, those are the chaos ships. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you are all on board the honor. What's everyone doing before taking off? Anything in particular? This is just kind of time that you have if there's anything you want to be doing. Uh, before we take off, I think I'm, Sully's just taking stock of everything, like in the med bay. Okay. Yeah, it is new, so, you know, you can play with all your tinkets and your tinkets, your trinkets and gadgets, <laughs> all of your shiny new medical equipment. Your tinkets and gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mal is going to be up on the... Um, actually, he's going to be in the little officer's room. I'm trying to... I, I have way too many tabs open. Uh, he's in the officer's room, kind of going over the data that's in that hollow table. Reviewing the raw, the rules to sprocket ball. <laughs> Seeing it in 3D. Yeah, trying to figure out how to not be so terrible at it. Um, Vi uh, is sending letters to her kids, but before she sends off the one to Marvin, she asks Mal to look over it. And tell her if anything seems like off. You don't want to have Sully proof it. <laughs> no. No, because Sully Sol- would make every other line about uh, about how venting your ship to atmosphere is a bad idea. <laughs> There's also a level of uh, like formality I think that Sully has that probably wouldn't sound as right to her kids. So yeah, she's gonna have Mal look over whatever she sends off. Yeah, and Mal Mal will definitely help with that. He'll kind of go through it and. 
kind of help her tweak some things if she does, if he doesn't think the tone sounds quite right based on based on the last adventure. Yeah. So, uh, what's Jyla doing? I think she's probably going to double check that she has like bomb making supplies and stuff and then wander over to the med bay to see if there's anything she can help with. Wink. <laughs> you guys just open a big old can of worms in this, in this game. Right. See what she can help with. <laughs> no, she just wants to go over and chat. I feel like, because it's been, we've been at base for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like at first, like, like Jyla's done this before, and now Sully just, like, has her sit on the med bay, and she, like, just talks to him and does not touch anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I feel like it was, like, that well-meaning thing, but it's kind of like a toddler being in, a, like, a very specific room where it's like, I want to help you build this thing. I'm like, we don't need this to take four more hours. <laughs> <laughs> so... The planet you are going to is called Avis. Like I said, it is the home world of the Interstellar Council. Um, it's a well-known planet. It's constant travel in and out of it. Um, and that's just, it's like a well-known place in the galaxy, right? Um, getting there will take you at least a few days, you know? So once you jump to phased anti-space, it's going to take you a minute of just kind of riding in silence towards this planet. How close is this planet to where I grew up? I would say that's something that you can decide yourself. If you feel like you were near the core of the Interstellar Council, then you can be really close to it. If you feel like you were on the fringes of the Interstellar Council, then you can be really far away. Okay. So the first night, I say night, the first sleep cycle that all of you are on board, who has a positive weird score? Not me. I do. I have two. Anyone else? Nope. All right. Just a zero. Then. Does no one else have a positive weird? I guess not. Nope. Nope. You're the weirdest. (laughs) (laughs) I am. Sully, roll plus weird. That will be a 10. Awesome. That is good. All right. So, Sully, as you dream, you have a vision. You see Grizzle and Rex Lancer crouching behind a crate as spikes fly overhead in absolute silence, breaking into dust as they make contact with the walls and crates. Rex pops up to return fire when a spike catches him in his shoulder, then immediately dissolves, leaving a terrible wound. He falls back, Grizzle leaps to his side, tries to staunch the wound, but before he can stabilize his crew members, several spikes rip into Grizzle as he falls backwards. Both of them are sure they're about to wake up in slug chambers back in Homestead. As you have this vision and it fades out, you feel a kind of pull into what feels like sticky tar, but before you kind of like fall into that, you jolt awake. Well, that that was weird. Are visions normal for people with weird? No, not re- you've never had one before. That's what I was asking. So, Sully, is it? Are you awake? Uh, yes. What What are you doing? Uh, I I'm gonna go check on something in the med bay. I'll I'll be right back. Uh, okay. Where where are we sleeping in this? <laughs> um, I kind of assumed we took over the crew quarters. Okay. Yeah, and pushed two beds together. Okay. Yeah. I think Sully would go try to research and see if there's anything like where visions are normal, you know, because I think he doesn't think he's the only one who uses magic ever and just try to process what happened. And then he'd wait for everyone to wake up because having a good sleep cycle is important for your health. <laughs> Dyla rolls over and falls asleep. <laughs> uh, okay. I would like you to roll me an investigation check. Does that you sharp? That does you sharp. I got a seven. Um. Okay, so mixed success. 
Okay, so I'm going to give you some information, but you can learn a lot more if you try to recreate the scenario in which you had this vision, but that will be risky. So sleeping? That is to say, you have a sense of what it feels like to use magic, to use weird. You do that when you heal people. So this is like a muscle that you know how to flex, and you feel that you could flex it again to investigate this more fully, but that is dangerous. You know what I mean? I think he would do it, though, because he's all about helping people, and he's trying to help people he cares about. So, okay, now roll plus weird again. Oh, this is not looking great. Uh, I got an eight. Okay, so... Nothing terrible happens right at the moment. (laughs) Great. You reach out again with this ability that you've always had that kind of uses, it's it's like comes from a peaceful place. Like it's a very quiet experience using this ability to heal people and a very dangerous one. When you kind of flex that muscle this time though, you're aware of something else, like a different feeling that comes along with it. This one far more visceral and angry. It feels like roiling tar and hatred that usually would feel like a kind of calm that comes with trying to help people. And if in your head you're making some connection to the black goop of chaos, you would be totally correct. (laughs) I'm more making a connection to um, an angry Sith planet. (laughs) <laughs> with an annoying little Ewok. Look, you know what? It's the, this world's based on Star Wars, so there's going to be some similarities. Mm-hmm. It's not the Star Wars that the similarities are. It's for, you're running the game. <laughs> there's a difference. Is, is Mal going to die at some point in this arc? <laughs> no, Mal's not going to no, die. No, Sully is so. because... Um, oh, Sully's the one that consensus. So Sully's going to turn evil and then die. And- Sully's not going to... You don't feel angry. It's not like that. You just feel anger out there, if that makes yeah. sense. I feel like... Yeah. Well, that's how it started. That's how it started with uh, <laughs> with Len, though, too. You're not killing one of your characters in this game. <laughs> I mean, you already did. <laughs> I was going to say we already did that. It's not, not a big thing. Going to throw rocks at all of you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Cody. Do I learn more, or is that just it? What you learn is that that was in some ways related to chaos. It was a vision that was some way the result of chaos. Okay, but there is no like there's no tradition of people having prophetic visions in the interstellar council that is news to you there isn't like a prophecy about a chosen one who will bring balance to the interstellar council no no like it's always either been very reflexive or very direct so like yeah you might have intuitions of violence happening right now but you don't hear about people having magical visions of what's happening elsewhere okay um can i from the vision, I don't know if I'd know this or not. Does it feel like this was a thing that happened in the past or is happening? You don't know that. Okay. In the moment, it felt like it was happening right now, but that is how it felt. It could be the future, too. Yeah. You mean I didn't look to see if they have their standard outlaw issued wristwatch set to <laughs> outlaw standard time? You did not notice that, no. Okay. Um, I wait for everyone to wake up and then I would tell them. Because I think this is like bother, like new magic is disconcerting and it's not happened to anyone before. So I think he's just like very worried and like hesitant to talk about it, but he's not going to hide it. Does that make sense? Sure. So you are, where are you sitting right now? I think he just spends his time in the med bay. Okay. So I don't know, whatever. 6 a.m. rolls around <laughs> ship standard time. You hear the telltale thump, thump, thump of heavy power armor. As Lucy starts brewing coffee. Oh, so yes, Jarla needs her is. coffee in the morning. <laughs> she is not functional before she has her coffee. Um, I send out like a crew hail like for like a, me- a quick meeting once everyone is 
awake. So, Sully, it's early. What are you doing? Uh, I have something important to talk about, Jai. Oh, okay. Just give me, let me get my coffee. She like throws on a robe and. <laughs> I think he's already in the so room and hands her her coffee. Oh, uh, thanks. I'll, no I'll be. Problem. I'll just be a second. <laughs> he waits patiently. She <laughs> sips her coffee. Realizes that Sully's not leaving <laughs> and then stands up <laughs> and goes to the kitchen. <laughs> I think Vi's already at the table with her coffee. Yeah, whenever whenever Mal kind of stumbles in, he's going to be like, Sully, could you have waited till our, till our normal meeting at 0800? I feel like this is important. I had a out-of-body experience last night. So you dreamed? Uh, well, I know what dreaming is, and I dream, but this felt more prophetic in a way that it felt like my magic was showing me things, or like my weird space magic was showing me things. My spagic, if you will. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, I won't. Well, <laughs> you beat me to it, Caitlin. Uh, does, has this happened before? Silly. As far as I understand, it has never happened to anyone ever before, so that's a little strange. But from what I could deduce from trying to use it, figure out more about it, like it's like kind of this like weird reflex thing I have. It's it's like the same as like lifting something up. It's like it's a muscle of just a different sort, and I tried to use that to see if I could figure out more about this where it came from. And it feels like that uh, chaos is involved with it. Um, it also showed me. Um, Former commander, now friend, Rex, in this vision getting shot. And then also Grizzle was there. Um, They were both under heavy fire and they looked like they were about to be slugged. So it might be worth sending a hail out to uh, the homestead to see if if they have been slugged and that has been resolved, at least in some fashion. All right, that makes sense to check. So you said it was like... Did you call it like a vision or? Yes, I, I I would I think vision is an appropriate term. Do you know if this was something that has like already happened or was happening now or maybe might might happen? I don't know. I don't. I mean, like you said, this doesn't this type of vision doesn't really ever happen. So I have no idea. There there was nothing really indicating, and there was like gunfire, so that kind of drew my attention a little bit more. I wasn't looking at their outlaws standard watch you know okay uh, i'll send a i'll send a message out to back out to homestead and let them like have them contact us if if anything change like if they if if uh rex and um actually do it was rex this is out of, out of character was rex a outlaw at this point did he actually like get a clone slug yeah okay um, yeah, I'll send a message out to Homestead and and have them inform us if Rex or Grizzle uh, show up at the Clone Slug facility. Sully, uh, I don't know if you can tell this from your vision, but you said it doesn't really happen, hasn't really showed up before. Do you think the chaos is causing it? Is and that's why it's showing up now. It is related to chaos in some way. Yes. Like, I couldn't tell you if chaos is causing it to lead us into a trap, if it is because there's a lot of chaos in the area, or, you know, like, and, like, that is one of the powers that they can see, you know, or if it's just with the introduction of this new chaotic force in the galaxy that mad space magic just changes, if, like, the yeah. whole nature of how space magic works is changing because of this new unseen element. Yeah, I don't pretend to understand any of that, but uh, the trap thing, I just... 
something to keep in mind, you know? Yeah, I, I think we need to be extra careful to keep our heads about us in this next uh, outing that we have. It feels like things are getting a little more dangerous, and I am... I'm very uncomfortable. Wait, yeah, for sure. We'll we'll take all all the precautions we can. All right, you you may all go back to bed until our regular eight o'clock meeting. That's all I wanted to talk about. Too late. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not going to go back to bed now. I'm already awake. We still have to have the eight o'clock meeting. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Va. I mean, we could we could do it now if you want. Is there anything else anyone else has to? I mean, I didn't have anything anything on the docket today. Did anyone else have anything important? Coffee is good, Lucy. Thank you. You are very welcome. She toasts him. <laughs> he breaks your cup accidentally. <laughs> oh, no. Ah, no. Sorry, sorry. The power armor is still a little testy with fine skills. It, it, it's, it's fine. Just pass me that other mug over there. Yeah. He does very delicately, and then she, and then she throws the broken mug into a big old box of broken mugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Malcolm Llewellyn, you said you wanted to send a message to see if Rex and um, Grizzle were still um, unslugged, as it was. Yeah, I just wanted to put in like a little note that if if either of them show up at the clone slug facility to let us know. I would say that this is like readily available information, like status of other outlaws should be. Oh, okay. It would make sense for that to be common knowledge or like readily available knowledge. They are both still listed as alive and missing. Okay. Yeah, so uh, either either your vision hasn't happened yet or whatever it was that happened to them caused them to not be not go not be regenerated back at home ba- homestead. And if that's the case, that is terrifying. That is disconcerting. I would agree. We it appears that we might have become mortal again. Well, Somewhat. I mean, we were not. We weren't really immortal. We still age, you know, and we're getting older, you know. But I'll, you understand what I'm saying, Captain? Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think I understand where you're going. And we might need to be a little bit more careful this mission, not to be as uh, reckless as we sometimes are. Mal makes a point to look at Jyla, but not like crazy. Like not. All right, all right. I'll be careful. Like he's not like he's, it's not like the, the like quick turn and stare at her. It's just he kind of like flicks his eyes in her dire- in her direction before he realizes what he's done. She's aware. <laughs> I think Sully just like not like pointedly stares, but just like looks at Jyla as he's saying this that we need to be less reckless. There's no attempt to hide it. <laughs> I'm not fragile. I'm. I'll be fine. I, I never said you were fragile. I just said you are sometimes reckless. And I'll be fine. I mean, last last mission we had, we, we almost got space, Jyla. And almost is the key word. Anyway, what else do you guys <laughs> want to do? That's all I have for this scene. So at some point in this next day, Vika gets the idea um, to go up to the secret officer room. And she's going to pull out the hollow table. And what I want to do is I want to pinpoint where all of the agents of chaos attacks have been um, based on the information that we've gotten from other outlaws just to see if there's either A, any kind of a pattern or B, it seems to be stemming or it just seems to be like concentrated in a certain faction area or like I don't know like progressing across space in yeah, a certain or, way or something yeah. like that yeah or if it's like centered around something to where we might be able to find their headquarters or exactly something. or you know considering Sully just had this weird vision while we're going into or going towards the interstellar council maybe is there a weird concentration of them around their faction area like that that's kind of what I'm looking yep, for love it 
Roll me an investigation check. That's plus sharp. Man, I'm so glad you guys are all here tonight because you guys keep bringing up really good ideas and I'm like, oh, that's a really smart idea. Like, <laughs> I did not think of that. Yeah, really. I didn't think of that either, but I do have an answer for it depending on what you roll. Oh, that's exciting. Um, well, uh, it's probably it's not going to get me much, but that's a seven. Okay, no, I mean, a seven's fine. That's just a mixed success. You're not going to get every bit of information, but I'm going to give you a little bit. So... If you were to look at, like, reported instances of chaos or of things that, like, match chaos, they've been accelerating exponentially. So at first, oh. it was, like, a small ship, right? Like, one ship, they reported that there was, like, kind of weird monsters on them, but even that's not that strange in the whole wide galaxy, you know? And then these types of encounters have been increasing constantly and at this point now it is becoming a consistent report from every crew that's going out into the galaxy so you guys were promoted to figure out what's going on with chaos basically as like that's now the border skirmish that you are in charge of is this rising conflict with chaos it's but you're not the only ones that have been having like those in, in encounters Lately, though, what you'll notice is any place that there is a cold boundary between two factions, that's where chaos has been springing up. When you say cold boundary. So, like, uh, the Cold War, right? Not an active war zone. That's where chaos springs up and starts... It is always something like trying to instigate conflicts. Okay. So, frequently... Yeah, so, so if there is any kind of, like, let's say there's a demilitarized zone between the imposition and the... Uh, alliance it would be it would start it would start just ma making trouble in the demilitarized zone just to make both sides angry yeah okay which is exactly what both of you experienced basically is any time that it seems like peace was almost gonna happen that's when chaos would show up and you know start trying to rile things up now the one notable exception is there has never been an incursion of chaos in interstellar council space that's what it, that's what I was looking for. So this one is the first one. Uh, right now there's none still. Oh, there's none. Okay, okay. I figured because we're going towards interstellar council, it was going to be some extreme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like the rest of the map is like if you were to look at it as a time lapse, it would be like the pie slice that is interstellar council has been totally fine, but everywhere else it's just like little red pins dropping faster and faster and faster. Okay. Great. Well, I guess not great, but you know. <laughs> you got an answer. I got an answer. <laughs> all right. Anyone else want to do anything before you guys get there? Can I see if I can if with like all the reports if I can see if I can figure out anything more scientifically about the chaos? Uh, sure, you can. Go for it. Nine. Um, what you can determine is that it does not seem like contact spreads a disease. It's not a disease. So, like, if you stab one and it bleeds on you, you're not going to turn into a zombie. That's not seemingly how it works. But it is some kind of external influence that can attach itself to a person. So there are people that get tainted with chaos. It's just the way that that happens is not by touching another chaos thing right it's, it feels more like they are assimilated into it not just like yeah it's not a plague that's good to know though um i think while sully's doing that jyla comes by and just kind of like watching him work um he's a hundred percent trying not to think about how he has weird weirder space magic you know that thing where it's like this is too difficult to process i'm just gonna bury myself oh in yeah <laughs> 
Like, and it's like not even kind of hidden. You know, it's like, oh, look, Sully's like not even taking a break to drink a glass of water. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this makes you uncomfortable? After having lectured us about how we don't drink enough water. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this makes him super uncomfortable because it's like an unknown for him and it's happening to him more so. That makes sense. Like, I feel like he, he's very much about being in control yeah. of like himself. Like, not like he wants to be a controlling person, but like of his own person and stuff. That makes sense. So like him not understanding something about himself, I think, like shakes him very badly. Yeah. So I think Jyla is like sitting in the same room, like trying to test some wiring or whatever. And they have like kind of a companionable silence until Jyla says, you know, uh, I'm not fragile, but I appreciate you thinking about me. But you're you're not allowed to go die either. You know that, right? I wasn't planning on it, but your your concern is noted, Jai. Okay. Yeah. I just, just wanted you to know. I also want you to know, Jai, that uh, I did not mean to insinuate you are fragile. I just, it's worrisome that we might not come back. And neither of us have had to worry about this for over a decade now. So it's a, a lot to take in all at once. And, no, we've and, been, uh, we've been in the outlaws over a decade? Both of us have, I thought. Really? Has it been that long? Uh, Sully's been there since his like, early 20s, and he's in his mid-30s. God, I, don't, I didn't think Jyla was there that long. Anyway. I, I, she, they have both been there a sizable amount of time. Like Sully's been there for like 15 years. Yep, uh, I got a solution for you. Um, I just try not to think about it. Uh, yeah. And he gets back to reading. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyone else want to do anything else? Um, so Malcolm is up at the at the uh, on the bridge and just kind of going over some system checks, just do- running some diagnostics, making sure everything is in good shape before we before we leave uh, phased antimatter space. And him and the computer have a very companionable silence. <laughs> <laughs> so everything shows fine on the ship as you guys drop out of phased anti space. In orbit around the planet whose name is Avis. Avis. I almost forgot it. When you drop out, it looks like you're staring at a neon anthill. There's almost so much movement that your eyes can't focus. Traffic is going in and out of one huge space dock, which if you remember is like a gravity elevator that lowers ships to the ground that are never meant to like fly through atmosphere like your ship. Um, Around the planet is a huge number of Goliath-class vessels, which if you remember are the ones that are like one silhouette above yours. So this is like Star Destroyer-esque ships. There are hundreds around the planet. All all is like a blockade. Is this normal? Uh, make an investigation check. Is this normal? I would just know. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Sully would just know this. Mm-hmm. Sorry, if Sully wants to know. No, this is a little weird. Okay. A little weird or a lot weird? Like, is it like I see like seven police cars like around a, a um like a strip mall or is it like there's a tank by a strip mall? If you were to glance at this without making a roll, you would go, hmm, that's a lot of ships. So, you know that feeling you get when you are driving down the road and you see, like, five police cars? Yeah. You know, where it's like, it's not, like, two police cars. It's like, well, maybe that's just a traffic stop. Three and four, you're like, drug bust? And then five, you're like, are there going to be bullets flying here in a minute? Um, it's, it's five. It's not like the world's ending yet, but it's, 
uncomfortable. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable, but it's not alarmingly uncomfortable. Yeah. So I, I rolled a 10 as well for that. To, I, I'm assuming I kind of had the same intuition. Oh, okay. Um, so with a roll, you can learn a few things. So when you like turn on your ship scanners, there would probably be a database maybe of like typical architecture for the interstellar council ships, right? Um, and it would flag a few notable differences. These are all very newly armed. So they are not new ships, but they have new attachments. Okay, so they're not necessarily old ships, but older ships that have new weapons bolted on. Yeah, I wouldn't say that they're like old ships. That's just like yeah. ships last a long time, right? These aren't like decrepit. It's like they had a fleet and then they started gluing big cannons to them. So they, they basically just retrofitted a big fleet. Yes. And with a 10, I will also give you that you can see a lot of traffic back and forth to those ships. So there is always a ton of traffic going in and out of this planet, but right now there is a lot and a lot and a lot of traffic going back and forth to all these vessels, like smaller ships. Okay. So what? Where is everyone? Where is everyone at this point? Uh, well, it's been a few days. I think. I, I think, think Sully's just in the med bay. I think that's where. Well, actually, no. Sully's in the armory in Giles' workshop. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, been trying to put together a new bomb, and it's not going well. There's a lot of swearing. <laughs> Um, I think if we're uh, coming up to the new planet, um, Vika is up on the bridge, uh, looking out like over the fleet. Okay, so Mal's gonna get on get on the on the ship comms and be like, "Yeah, so uh, we just dropped out of phased antimatter space, and there's a lot of ships out there. Definitely uh, well armed, definitely newly armed. Um, not sure if there's. I mean, I don't know if this is just a uh, like a an arming to to stop against the chaos or if they're if they're at war with someone i have no idea what's going on but we'll just have to have to keep our eyes open and hopefully we can stay out of trouble here does in, does any other ship like like hail us or move towards us or no other ships hail you like as big as this area is it's not like there's ships flying overhead or really anywhere even near you um but you do get like a notification on your console that indicates that you are being hailed uh quick question cody the interstellar council's like it's not it's more militaristic right it's not like it's not like the imposition militaristic but it's like like military police kind of thing or you know like i imagine it like clone wars jedi no not exactly (laughs) the interstellar council is huge and not well centralized if that makes sense well, okay, and this is just information you would know. There's, like, three branches of, you could say, military for the Interstellar Council. There's the Navy, which is the ships. So it's called the Council Navy. There's the Council Guard. That would be, like, actual standing foot soldiers. And then there are the Keepers, which is what you were. The Keepers are not, like used as a military they are used as more like covert or secret police kind it's more of like cia type stuff yeah like you might do diplomatic stuff but you I, might do I other mean, stuff yeah i think secret police is a good adjective for them because they're not they're they're legitimate for the government but they're not good guys where like yeah you would you would be like kind of oddly not ranked not in the chain of command 
but would be given assignments that would be more intellectual, I guess, in nature, right? So yeah, very CIA-ish in that way. Yeah, they're they're not outright evil, but they're also not they're not viewed as good guys. Yeah, kind of. Um, which I mean, in your case, your thing was like probably much more relations. Like you would be more of like an uh, a diplomat kind of, you know, because your like thing was healing and everyone's basically just a spy with a license to kill. Oh, so he was the one that would be like leaking data to other governments and getting data from other governments and or like pacifying people, you know, like they, they, they're not like evil necessarily. They weren't like going around, like literally trying to conquer planets. They're part of it. Would be fixing <laughs> things. Yeah. Well, no, that, that's what I was saying. Like, like that, that was a thing that, um, that I mean, it's happened happened here. It's like um, with like in World War Two, the English purposefully leaked somewhat true things to the Germans to get them to bite on it, and then they like changed the plans. So I was thinking it was like yeah. so- stuff like that, like leaking okay, kind yeah. of false information, like f- not completely false, but somewhat false information to other governments to like that would fit. Yeah. yeah. All right. So basically, this seems large for the Council Navy. This is more than you would expect there to be in the Council Navy. And it's floating around one planet. Sully, that would be your impression of this. Okay. Okay. So there's a hail. Yes. Mal, I think that's all you. So um, I answer it. Um, Hello, this is uh, Captain Malcolm Llewellyn of the Honor. Uh, How may I help you? We just need your clearance information and what you are planning on doing on board Avis. So out of out of game, do we like every time we go to a planet, do we have to like forge documents or does does the homestead like provide us with some set of travel documents? Um it's always going to be a risk anytime you go to a planet and try to just land, that is risky to do. This is you're you're flying a weird ship. Yeah. It's always going to be strange if you're just trying to land on a planet. Can I can I try to bluff my way through? I mean, anyone. Can, yeah, whoever's on the call. Okay, yeah, and I'll be like, okay, just give us one moment, and I kind of mute the call for a second. I take over, and it's like, uh, this is uh, Keeper Sullivan Brachtel of the you know, 42nd Regiment landing code, and then I give it like a string of number, like what used to be like my landing code. Okay. And my hope is that this is hugely bureaucratic, bureaucratic and like nothing ever gets done so like my file's still active they've never just they've like just never closed it out kind of thing or that saying you're a keeper will they'll be like oh a keeper i should it's like oh i don't want to deal with this go ahead i don't want to like i don't want to get in trouble with the keepers <laughs> sure go ahead and roll me that charm check oh gosh that's a three. <laughs> oh my god cool oh, no. I mean, I rolled a four, but I have a minus one. <laughs> keeper, Bractal, it might have been it. there was a time when saying the word keeper would just mean that you could fly any piece of junk onto this planet, but hopefully you know by this point that that is no longer the case. So we're going to need something more substantial than just you say you're a keeper to allow you to land. <laughs> I hand it back to Mal. <laughs> well, uh, I tried my best, but people are... Uh don't seem to buy it when I lie, you know, because lying feels wrong, but I tried, Captain. I mean, there was, there was, like, you used to be the key, whatever. We'll talk about that later. I, like, I've muted the call in between this. Yeah, I get you. I assumed you weren't talking to me. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what, of how to... Can we just be going on shore leave? Not a bad idea. Or just need to gas and go? Yeah, refuel? Y'all can try again. It's just gonna be, you have to have a different reason, and then you're still gonna have to try to grease the wheels with this person. I was gonna say that Jyla can, like, when you turn the the mute off, that she can, like, 
yell up into the room about like, hey, Cap, when are we like, when are we set to land? I'm starving for whatever, you know, and to lend credit, like on purpose doing this, but to lend credibility to like when we say, oh, we're like refueling and having a bit of leave, you know? Oh. So can I like assist that role then? Okay. Yeah, man. Support a friend. That's what I'm doing. What is, is that? Do I add to that? Uh, you choose any stat that fits in this case. So I would say in that case, it's charm. Yeah. Okay. Seven. Okay, yeah. So you guys get one camaraderie that you can use on this roll. Or we can bank it, right? You can bank it, yeah. Do I have to decide before I roll or can I do it after? No, camaraderie is spent whenever you want. Okay. It has the nicest rules it can have. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to answer that call again? Does your captain's uniform help with this? I don't know what it does, honestly. It would really only help if I said we're here on official, like, alliance business. But even then, I don't know if that would help. You could. I mean, that could be your lie, and then you could add your uniform. All the factions aren't as hostile. Like, they're all not, like, immediately wanting to go to war with each other, right? That is correct. Okay. All right. I think I think I have I think I have what I want to do. So he opens the call back up. Uh, sorry. Oh, about finally, th- you're getting back to me. Yeah, sorry. So nice. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, he. Uh, yeah. He. He sometimes likes to likes to say he's a he's a keeper. I, I'm not really sure what's going on there. But um. Yeah. So I'm Captain Malcolm Wellen with the with the Galactic Alliance, and uh, we're just my crew here. We're we're on some shore leave, and we're just we're just kind of passing through, and needed to stop to refuel and get some food and. Then we'll be on our way. Roll that charm. A person. Or grease the wheels, rather. Yeah, and then I'm also wearing my captain's uniform. Is it plus one because yeah, of right. Jaila? Okay. No, cause, because of Jyla. You you got a one camaraderie point, so he can spend that if he wants. Okay. If he needs if to. If he needs to. Okay. Well, I got a five, so I'm going to spend... Yeah, I'm going to spend it and also use my... Actually, I guess it's a five. With my charm, would be six... Captain Uniform B7, so I guess I don't need to spend the camaraderie. Yeah, it doesn't bump you over the edge, so that's okay, fine. Okay, so I guess I'll save it. Okay, But I'm, cool. I've got a 7. Okay, and how exactly is it that a keeper is on board your ship? Uh, my ship broke down, and Captain Malcolm Llewellyn here was kind enough to give me a lift for a small amount of compensation. Huh, an incompetent keeper. Who'd have ever thought about it? All right, well... All of that seems to check out, and you have such a noble member of the Interstellar Council with you. We might as well let you land, huh? And they give you coordinates to a landing pad or, like, you know, a docking bay, whatever, garage. Okay, we go there. As you fly in, like I said, it's similar to a neon ant's nest, and once you hit the gravity elevator, it's not any better. There are tons of ships being ferried down into what is a massive industrial city. As you hit the docks, there are just, like, walls. Like, you know, like, the car vending machines? It's just walls of that. Just, like, little ports where ships can park. Like, these are insanely huge docks that are meant to house thousands of ships. All right, so you hit the docking bay, clamps clamp down on your ship, and there is a thunk, thunk, thunk. What's it called? The butt of a ship cargo bay. <laughs> um, I assume we... I Actually, we've established we have a comm to the outside, right? You do. He's going to go to it and be like, uh, hello? Inspection open. Okay. And he opens. Cool. What you see in front of you are... Amoebas. You see several, <laughs> like a, a crew of people in front of you. They are all tactically dressed and carrying um, that same like particle magnetism weapon that Jyla found. They are all carrying those. 
and they immediately stomp on board your ship and start ripping the thing apart. Um, um, that is where we will end. Whoa, um, excuse whoa, whoa. me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Let me clarify what I mean by ripping it apart. They are searching everything. Okay. So like any nook, any cranny. But not gently. They're not they're not like breaking your ship. They're yeah, just, the way you said it, it's like they're tearing it apart. They're literally like sorry. cutting holes in walls. I'm like, excuse no, me. No, they're not they're not cutting holes in walls. They are strip searching your ship, like every yeah. inch of it. I definitely take Gyla's particle weapon from her for a minute. Oh, do you hide it up in the secret quarters? No, I just start carrying it. Oh, you're carrying it? Oh, okay. Yeah, like, not like... You, like, holster it on your person. Yeah, like, I'm not, like, being aggressive. So it's not in her... Right, because that's, like, an interstellar council weapon. It's kind of like if you you saw a Ferengi with a lightsaber, it would look weird. (laughs) I mean, if you saw anyone in Star Trek with a lightsaber, it would look weird. (laughs) That that is where we're going to end the episode. hope you enjoyed this latest episode of Outlaws Wanted. All music from the show is from danosongs.com. If you liked this show, you can check out more of our podcasts at the Wandering Gamer Network's website, as well as interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Now remember, it's not the outlaw that makes trouble. It's trouble that makes the outlaw. Outlaw.